This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. Today's episode is sponsored by Beaver Builder. Beaver Builder is a powerful and flexible website builder for WordPress. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, building sites for yourself or for clients, you're going to love the results with Beaver Builder. And now you can build websites even faster with the new extension, Beaver Themer. You can create theme parts, layouts, and templates easily, and even integrate with advanced custom fields. Check out Beaver Builder and Beaver Themer at beaver.builders forward slash hallway chats. And now the conversation begins. This is episode nine. Hi, this is Liam Dempsey. Welcome to Hallway Chats. Hi, I'm Tara Clays. We're excited to have with us today Amy Masson of Sumi Designs. Amy's a former teacher turned WordPress nerd, and she loves Harry Potter, wine, and tacos. Amy, how are you? Thanks for joining us today. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So we know you're Amy Masson. We know you like tacos and Harry Potter. I do too. Uh, we know you 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 have a company called Sumi Designs. But tell us a little bit more. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about life, about your company, and what what you do. Um, well, yeah, we have been making websites now for over eleven years. We started in two thousand six. It kind of fell into our laps. So I own it with my sister. Um, and one day I was getting my hair cut and my hairstylist asked me if I would make her a website and I said, okay. And that's really where it all started. Did your, your, your hairstylist know at that point in time that you make websites or was that just a question out of the blue? Well, I was a teacher and I was the computer technology teacher and I maintained the school website. So she knew that I knew how to do it, even though I wasn't teaching anymore. And so it was something that came up and. I said I'd be happy to. That is awesome. That is awesome. So you own you own the company with your sister. I have to ask: Is it your older sister, your younger sister, your twin sister? What is it? As I like to say, it's my much much older sister. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have a a fun sibling rivalry, but yes, she is the graphic design portion, and I am the um, website builder portion. Oh, that's awesome. That's a that's a nice fit. I noticed you call yourself a website builder portion. Most partnerships are a designer developer. Did you intentionally not use that word? I did. And not because I don't think of myself as a developer, but because people are mean and I don't want to get into that debate with anybody. I do what I do and I make websites and my clients are happy. And so, you know, I'm not going to put a label on it. Just that I am a WordPress nerd. I like that. That's yeah, I great. really like that. So you make your own definition. I like that. You you call yourself a WordPress word. Tell us a little bit how you got into WordPress and how you use it now, kind of day to day. I mean, you call yourself the website builder. What does what does that entail for you? What are your not so much tools, but you know, how do you go about getting websites built? Well, we started WordPress early. So the, our first one was in 2006. And we started that because my husband had a blog. Um, and then I had a blog that I wrote about my family. 
and we used WordPress for that. And then I was doing one of my first websites for clients, which was for um, the local Democrat party in my little tiny town. And they um, wanted to have a blog. And so I made it, made it with WordPress. And that's kind of, it was a slow going from going from all to go to all WordPress, but I was doing periodically doing WordPress then. And as um, WordPress got bigger and I got better at it. I just, we eventually switched to doing only WordPress. That is very cool. I like that. Um, so let's talk just a little bit about, if you wouldn't mind, uh, how you and your sister work together from a design versus development from a, a client interaction standpoint. Do you both jump in and, and, and chat with clients directly right from the start? Do you lead? Does she lead? Does it depend on the client? How does that all come together for you in a in a way that is productive and or efficient or, and fun and fun? Sure. Sure. Well, um, it starts with me. I'm the one that kind of writes the proposals and I talk to the client initially and, and get everybody on board. So I do all the onboarding. Um, and at that time, they also, they get a questionnaire with information about their site. And then that goes to my sister, Susan, and she has all the information that I have previously talked to the client. And then she usually follows up with her own questions about the site and then she really kind of takes over for the whole design process. They do it back and forth. Um, a lot of times she'll send me things, you know, how does this look? What do you think of this? Are you, can you make this happen if it's something we haven't done before? Um, her, one of her favorite pastimes is making things that I've never done and then making them figure out how to do it. Um, so, and then at that point, once it's done and the client has approved the design, then she sends it all to me and I start building it. I like that she checks with you before you guys- she sends it to the client. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's smart. So you can't overpromise that way. How did you guys figure out how to do this? I mean, you decide to start working together and you've been doing this a long time back in 2006 when you started just to even get the processes. And did you have a, a, a mentor or some kind of networking group or something? No. Um, so I had been a teacher and so I knew how to make websites and I knew HTML and CSS. Um, and then she worked as a, a graphic designer with a big book distributor. And so she had started doing a blogger blog with a bunch of running people. They all had their own little running blogs. And so she was making mastheads for the blogs, but she didn't know how to put them in the blogs. And so she would ask me to put them in for everybody. And so we kind of both had been doing this a little bit. And then when I got asked to do this website and I'm not a designer, I can't visualize anything. So she kind of took over that role of I'm going to make it and you're going to build it. And it was all very part-time, very hobby. Like, um, it was not definitely not a full-time business in 2006. Yeah. So, but the client portion of that, in terms of, you said you have a questionnaire, was that just kind of learn as you go? I guess the word now that um, I hear in terms of website development is agile development, where you kind of, you know, iterate your your process as you go through it? Is that how you describe the evolution of your process? Or did you take a class? How did you know how to do all of that? Um, it's, you know, learning as we go. We've, you know, and I've researched online and I see what other people are asking and I find the questions that I think are relevant to us. You know, we're not building the same kind of websites that everybody's building. You know, I'm not taking on the giant $30,000 
projects. That's not what we want to do. We want to work with the small businesses. So, you know, we've developed these questions that are relevant to the kinds of businesses we work with um, that get us the answers that we need to be able to develop the website that's going to meet their needs and the needs of their, their customers. So let me ask you this then, as, as, as you were thinking about Amy going into to business with your sister, did you talk about any kind of definition of success and, and what, what, what the business should look like and, and how or how not your definition of success would line up with that of your sister and how that all came together? Not for a long time. No, it was very, you know, we uh, initially, as soon as we started, we did all the, you know, legal formalities. We incorporated, we had our EIN, um, we had a bank account, but in terms of anything else, we just had no idea what we were doing for a really long time. Um, She was still working her full-time gig. I was um, a stay-at-home mom and this was just kind of something that rolled into my lap and I thought, well, let's go with it. But I didn't even want it to be a full-time job for a number of years because my children were very small. So, so how would you define success now? If you didn't define it together back then, how would you define it now? Well, now I define it as if something were to happen to my husband, I would still be able to do this and support my family. And that was something that for a long time would not have been the case. I probably would have had to go back to teaching. Um, so now it, I'm at a place where I can support my family if something were to happen and, and I would be able to keep doing this. So for me, that's what success for me. And, and my sister was the same way at some point along the way she got divorced and we were both worried that she was going to have to, you know, go get a, a real job and not be able to do this together as much. And so we were able to really turn it around so that we could make a real living from it. Yeah, that's really neat. That's really cool. So so if if sustainability is a big factor and the ability to cover the family bills, uh, which is hugely important for just about everybody who hasn't won the lottery, um, how do you and your sister going about go about getting new clients? How, what's your business development process? Well, um, we have a pretty steady stream of inquiries that come in. Um, we rank really well in Google, so um, we get a um, a lot of inquiries and we have to qualify and go through them and pick the ones that are good fits. Um, so, you know, in some months we have more than others, you know, it's, it's always a kind of a roller coaster up and down, but um, at this point we're pretty well placed to, to attract new people just from Google searches. That's interesting because I think um, a lot of the smaller agencies like yours and ours, we rely a lot on our local network. And so we know the people that we're building websites for and have um, either physical contact with them, with meetings, or they're in our communities. So we've at least met them. Sounds like a lot of your clients are, because you're getting them through Google, um, are not people that you know or have um, a connection to. How does that work for you in terms of vetting them and building a relationship? You know, it works great. I have, we, you know, I do have some local clients. My sister's not local. So that's, you know, we're both working remotely. Um, but we've never really had a big local following. It's always been, um, across the country, across the world, actually. Um, so it's, you know, the time zone thing can get tricky. Um, I have a few clients in Hawaii, so I send emails and the next day I get the response. Um, but you know, if I can communicate during through email or through Skype or through phone, and we can get all the information we need without having to meet in person. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I have a fair amount of that with, uh, with business in the UK and that time zone is, uh, it's a challenge, but once you figure out the formula, then you just kind of roll with it and you're like, okay, I got to get this to them by that time and that time. And I find sometimes that works really well because they'll send us things at the end of their day, we work on it. And by the time they get into the office the next day, it's all done. Whoa, how did you get that done so fast? Well, different time zone. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Um, and most of our clients know that, you know, we're, well, they all know that we're remote and we're not local to them. So, you know, the time zone thing is something that we work around and, um, you know, they're usually pretty agreeable to, you know, doing a lot of emails to figure out what we need to chat about. So that's interesting. Let me, let me ask you one kind of business logistics question because you're working with, uh, sounds like clients kind of all over. And I think you even said kind of around the world, from a payment standpoint, do you, do you accept credit cards? Is it PayPal? Is it just check? And then you, you, you walk it into the bank. What, what works for you folks? Um, the vast majority of our clients pay us through credit card. So we take credit cards right on our website. There's a link that goes with every invoice and they just click the link and put it in their card. Some people do send us checks, which is nice because then there's no credit card fees, but um, the majority of people just pay online. Cool. Thank you. So your sister does the design, you do the building the development, what would be either historically or currently what you're working on? What's your favorite project? What's something that really kind of excited you, geeky out, and and you just absolutely loved it, had a great time with it, or you're really enjoying it? Tell us about that, one of your favorite projects. Oh, gosh, that's on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> or one you just like. It doesn't have to be the favorite, <laughs> but one you really like. Uh, I'm blanking. All right, well, let, me, let me offer a different <laughs> okay. question. Within okay. your role as a website builder, what is what is a task or a chore that you really enjoy when you get up out of bed and say, I can't wait to, and then you go and do it? So my favorite thing is when my sister sends me the completed design and I get to take my WordPress blueprint where I start my blank page and make it look exactly like she made it. And that's my favorite thing is just having that challenge to, you have to make it look just like this. And I, I love sitting there and just watching it come to life. How does that work with um, interaction, animation, that kind of thing? Does she indicate that to you or do you come up with that on your own or now that that's sort of how things work that way? A little bit of both. You know, I know a lot of people are going to the design in the browser um, method for us, because my sister's the graphic designer and I'm not, that model just doesn't work for us. So she does it all in, in Photoshop or, you know, in design or illustrator, wherever she's feeling the call that day. But she will sometimes note, you know, this roller was going to be this color or, you know, we want a bounce here or can you make this, you know, like she'll make a carousel and I'll know how carousel supposed to work. But sometimes as I'm working on it, I'll get an idea about functionality and how something could work better. And I'll just implement it and say, you know, tell me what you think of this. You know, I can change it if it's not something you're happy with. So let me ask you this. Um, Do you think kind of in your process, do you in some ways almost treat your sister as a client if she's sending you visuals and ultimately you have collectively your your business client, but you, you then build it and go back to her and say, you know, how does this work? How does that work? Did you like that? Did that? Does that is that a, is that a mindset at all that you, you you take? Not that necessarily she's the boss of you, uh, uh, kind of thing. But how do you how do you approach that mentally? 
Well, no, I definitely don't think of her as a client or as I'm trying to please her. I'm trying to duplicate what she did, but make it functional. So I will sometimes send it to her and say, does this look right? Am I missing anything? Um, You know, is this what you had in mind for this feature? And sometimes I know I've got it exactly right. And I'll just send it straight to the client and say, you know, here's your um, preview, take a look and, you know, let me know what I'm missing. So, you know, I find that in the process of going from the um, design, the flat design to the dynamic website, that sometimes there needs to be adjustments and tweaks because things don't look the same when they're seeing it for the first time in their browser with functionality versus the flat um, PDF files that they've been getting. Cool, 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 cool. So you've talked about success as, you know, the ability to have a sustainable business. And you've talked about your favorite thing is taking your sister's visuals and converting that into a living, breathing website. Thinking about what you like to do and and your definition of success, what is, if you had to narrow it down, what is the single most important thing that you can do any given day to help your business achieve that success? Well, for me, really, it's at the end of the day that my clients are getting a website that meets the needs of their clients. So what I tell people is I don't want to give you a website that you're going to love. I want to give you a website that your customers are going to love because that's the people that are going to be giving them their income at the end of the day. So if we can have, they can get a return on investment if you know they spend money hiring me and then their customers end up, they get more customers or their customers are happier doing, you know, going to their call to action and submitting their forms, then that, then I've done what I'm supposed to do. And then they're very happy. Do you outsource anything? Like do you do analytics talking about that kind of thing? Do you do all that yourself or do you do any, do you work with any partners that provide writing or, or SEO, any of that? We do actually have a team of people. So I have um, two part-timers that do SEO and internet marketing. So if we have anybody that wants Google AdWords or, um, internet marketing. And then I have several contractors. I have two copywriters and, um, an advanced developer who, if I need JavaScript or something that I just don't know how to do, I go to him. I even have somebody that if my, somebody's having server issues, I can, you know, have Ed jump in and fix their server. So I've got a lot of resources and that really enables us to provide everything somebody needs without me having to learn how to do everything. How did you find all those resources? Um, well, some of them were friends that I trained. Um, some of them, one of them's a neighbor that happened to, I knew he worked from home and he did systems admin. And I was like, Hey, you want to help me out sometimes? And another developer friend had a, another advanced developer she used. So she referred him and, um, the copywriters actually, um, one of them I knew from Twitter and the other one was a client. Cool. So I noticed when you were talking about this team of of professionals that you have around you, you described their roles and their tasks and what they do, except for the sysadmin, Ed. I imagine that Ed is your go-to individual, like, "Uh uh-oh, better get Ed. (laughs) Is that correct? Well, you know, it's I have had in the past, because I have a dedicated server, and I used to offer web hosting to my clients, which I don't anymore, but I, I still have those old clients that I had it was a big thing to be a hosting reseller when we started. And so it was a way to make money, but then it got to be too much. I, you know, my server is going down and I need help. And why is this email not working? And so I needed, I needed somebody to help me with that. So as I've gotten better hosting and a better server, 
I haven't needed him as much, but um, there have been days where I've been crying to him to please make things work because I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, sysadmin is, is, is tricky at best. Tricky at best. I try to steer clear of it. So I, w- I wish I had an ed sometimes. That would be very useful. I can give you an ed if you want one. <laughs> well, we, I got out of the, the hosting a long, long, long time ago. So fortunately, I don't need that. But, yeah, but we don't uh, we don't sell it anymore. But I have about 130 people that I have to maintain. Wow, geez, I'm just starting that. You're making me think I should not do that. <laughs> I I now I do um affiliate links, and I may, I have a list of the companies I like, and I send it to my clients. And I'm like, here's the ones I would recommend. Choose any of them; they'll be great. Um, and I don't offer it to new clients anymore because anymore I you know the possibility of having to buy a new server. And have a second server and then maintaining two servers is just not something I want to do. And after having a couple of giant server issues, you know, when your server goes down with 130 clients on it, then that's 130 people are calling you up. And I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah, that sounds awful. Do you do your own billing? That yes. sounds also like a billing uh, nightmare. Well, no. I usually, for most of them, um, they either sign up for a recurring payment or they just pay annually. So it's not a big deal. You also maintain them. You have maintenance plans for those clients too. We do offer maintenance plans now, so we don't offer hosting to new clients, but we do have um, a variety of support plans that we will, you know, do their updates and back up their site and check site security. Do you require that of your clients or sites that you build? I would like to require it, but if somebody asks me, can I not do this? I will say yes, but I put it in all my proposals there as a part of the deal, but I'm not hardcore about it. Amy, let me ask you about uh, your involvement or engagement with your local WordPress community. Uh, It's a big part of of kind of what we're doing here online. Tell us a little bit about how you kind of first engaged with or came across the WordPress community and how you engage with it on a, on an ongoing basis? Well, I am my local WordPress community. Um, we have <laughs> a, awesome. a strong tech community and we have, you know, an open source community, but there's not really a big WordPress. There's no WordPress meetup where I live. Um, Indiana is one of the few States that's never had a WordCamp. Uh, oh, that's right. So WordCamp Indianapolis. There was talk of it a few years ago. There has been talk. No, and it even their talk came started coming again, and it still didn't happen. So, I would love for there to be one. Indianapolis would be a great place to have one, but you know, I'm too far away to really organize it, and I wouldn't even know where to begin. Um, but so, my first experience, I had no idea there was even a WordPress community, um, and I was on Twitter, and somebody had talked about going to a conference, and I'm like, I want to go to a conference. I never get to go to a conference, <laughs> and so I googled WordPress conference, and I saw this thing called a WordCamp just a few weeks later in Las Vegas. And I love Las Vegas. And I'm like, oh, let's go to Las Vegas. And that was the WordCamp that really changed everything about how our business was working. That is and that's awesome. when I discovered the WordPress community. I didn't know it existed before then. I was just in my own little hidey hole in my house and I didn't have any interaction with other people. So how long between when you first get started getting into WordPress as a business tool at uh, make websites to sell websites and that trip to Las Vegas, was that, was that years? Was that months? Was it? So that was WordCamp Las Vegas, 2013. And, you know, we started in 2006. So it was yeah. quite a, quite what a, a stretch. Gap. Wow. Yeah. 
so has your business changed since, as a result of that, the community, the resources, or what would you say um, has changed? Um, you know, everything. That, no, meeting other people that do what we do and being able to talk to them was a huge catalyst for us changing the way we did business. Just things, just little things that we picked up that I hadn't thought about, like how important blogging is. We hadn't blogged in eight months, but then we started blogging and the next thing we're number one in Google. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't have ever started doing that if I hadn't been to that conference and just, you know, the way to do proposals and the way to talk to your clients and um, just so many little things that I picked up at that one conference really changed everything about um, the success of our business. I'd love to hear that. I've, I've the same experience and many people have that board camps really can change your, change everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I credit Las Vegas 2013 with um, <laughs> turning us from a, a hobby business into a, a real business. So one of the few people to come out of Las Vegas on any trip feeling it was a success. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. So you've been in business since 2006. Um, took a big bump in 2013 after Vegas. What has been, over the life of your business, the biggest challenge that either you personally or you and your sister collectively have had to address, are addressing, or had to overcome in the past? Or a big challenge, anyway? Um, gosh, that's a hard question. I'm not even sure how to answer it. Um, learning how to work together and not argue and, you know, agreeing on things because we're de definitely have very different aesthetics. So, um, learning how to communicate without offending the other one and come, you know, work together on these projects. That was, you know, a challenge being able to delegate, you know, the tasks of running the business, I think was a big challenge. You know, I'm the one doing the proposals and I'm doing the books and she's trusting me that I'm actually paying her what she should be getting paid. Um, so, all of that, kind of the running of the business, I think has been challenging and learning how to deal with the difficult clients um, together has been challenging as well. Okay. So that can definitely be a challenge, learning to communicate and learning to communicate when there's that family history. And I don't mean that in a, in a negative way, just you know, growing up and the like. So let me ask you this then, and this is, this is uh, one of our, our questions that we really like to ask. What is the single most valuable advice, and it can be either professional or personal or maybe both, that you have received and that you've followed and implemented in your life or in your business? Write a blog. Write a blog. That's... No hesitation there. You just... That was, that was big for you, wasn't it? Well, so after we went to, you know, the Las Vegas WordCamp and there was a session on blogging and they, they threw out some statistics on websites that have active blogs. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And I said to my sister, why don't we blog every day for a month and um, see what happens? So we came up with this very intricate strategic plan that was involved her blogging on even numbered days and me blogging on odd numbered days. And we just started January 1st and we did it every day for a month and um, traffic to our site went up 165%. Wow. In that one is month. awesome. That is awesome. And so we're like, this really works. And we just kept doing it. And we still, we don't do it every single day anymore, but we still do it. And that's, you know, our, our ranking in Google, I attribute 99% to the blogging that we do. Do you, uh, 
do you promote that on social media? Yes, um, we do. You know, it's automatically posted to our Facebook page and Twitter. So it's not something that I spend a lot of time. I don't do it repeatedly. I don't strategize about what time. Um, we just, you know, post it out and put it out there. And I don't spend a lot of time on the blog posts. I'll churn them out in 20, 30 minutes. So are you optimizing them with uh, Yoast or something like that? Or how, how are they just, it's just organic words that you're using that are coming up in Google? Now, I'm not going to say we haven't optimized in Yoast. And sometimes I do, especially if there's something that lends itself to a good keyword, I will optimize it and I'll use Yoast. But for the majority of what I do, I'm just writing content that I think is going to be useful to somebody. And it's um, information that I've learned or gleaned or um, figured it out somehow. And I'll just share it. Sometimes it's a tutorial on how to do something. Sometimes it's about SEO, um, you know, how to have a good landing page, how to have a great call to action, those kind of things. And that's what I um, just share. And it's organically has led us. We, I think last time I checked, we were on page one for over 60 different terms and in the number one spot for 30. Wow. That's amazing. You know, that's I met impressive. you a couple of years ago uh, at WordCamp US and you told me that story and I did a 30 day blogging challenge, but I don't think I had uh, nearly that kind of result. So you must have some great topics. Do you research them um, or is it something that you know off the top of your head? That's a lot of information to have and share. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, the things I've learned over the years that work and don't work. And sometimes I'll, I'll struggle. I'll have a blank and I'll start looking on Twitter. What are people writing about? Do I have a take on it? Is there a controversy? Um, and, you know, at the time when we did this in 2013, it was also right when um, they had Google authorship, which we implemented. And that, I think that played a role in also getting us to where we were, which, you know, they dropped the Google authorship. So, you know, people don't have that anymore. Mm. Wow. Well, congratulations on that success. That sounds, that sounds excellent. That is very so before cool. we go, Amy, we're going to wrap it up, um, but we want to hear how people, let people know how they can find you and get in touch with you and see your blog and, and what you're doing. So can you let us know your website and social media? Yeah, we're at sumidesigns.com. Um, you can Google Sumi Designs. We're number one for that. Um, on Twitter at Sumi Designs. And then my personal Twitter is um, at Amy Masson, M-A-S-S-O-N. And it's Sumi, S-U-M-Y, correct? Correct. That name. And that is a combination of my sister's name and my name. So she's Susan and I'm Amy. So we're Sumi. And that's where we came up. And my husband's an attorney and he finds that highly. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's great. That is awesome. I love that story. Thank you. Yes. Amy, it was a huge pleasure getting to know you and spending some time with you this afternoon. Thank you very much. And, uh, Thanks for having me. We'll see you at a WordCamp soon, no doubt. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.